Hey everyone, happy Monday. We're gonna be going live here and talking a little bit more about connection and how exactly coffee and tea can connect people. So I think Ben's gonna be hopping on here in just a little bit. What's going on coffee stylers? Hope you're having a good Monday. Ben's hopping on here now. What's up, dude? Coffee stuff. Doing, guys. <laughs> What's up? Oh, you know, got my cup of coffee. We're going to talk about some coffee connection. Same. Look, you'd be so proud. Uh -huh. I'm a big Christmas guy. Is it backwards? Big Christmas guy. Yeah, it's backwards. Yeah, it is backwards, but I get it. So. Yeah, so today we're talking about a little more about connection. Last time we talked about it just in general, human connection, but now we kind of want to just talk more about how coffee and tea can act as connectors. And when we were down in Colombia, for example, I felt like not only was coffee like overall the kind of, the whole trip was kind of about coffee, but um, also every time we would meet someone new even though we didn't speak the same language as them, they would always like offer us some coffee and we were able to kind of connect with them over that. Would you agree, Ben? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was super cool. Like just some examples, like we went to um, Irvin's girlfriend's or fiance's um, parents' house in, out in the countryside, which was absolutely just beautiful just kind of a super small town and just tucked in the mountains it was so cool but when we walked up they basically within the next like 10 minutes started making some panela water which is basically like tea and they offered that as a welcome as like basically showing you're welcome to our home like you know our home is yours type thing and like i love this stuff it was so good i drank so much of it but I mean, that was like a common occurrence at every every person's house we went to. It was like, hey, let me make you a tea or can I get you coffee? Um, and that happened down in the reservations when we went to visit our farmers. They welcomed us with a cup of coffee and a biscuit. And that was super good, too. Mm -hmm. um, it was just like, it's so interesting because that's not like as typical in the States as much, but you see that a lot in other cultures of being welcomed into somebody's home with either a cup of tea or coffee. Yeah. And it's weird, like in a way, because you feel like you're instantly, like, it's almost like you're warmed up, not like the coffee's warming you up or tea's warming you up, but like you feel a little bit ready to, um, kind of meet people, right? Because you're you're almost like offered like a little gift, uh, like a welcome package, and you feel automatically more comfortable mm -hmm. and ready. Just to, I don't know. It's it's a really unique feeling, and it'd be it's cool that a lot of other cultures are really good at doing that, and it's usually with coffee or tea. Yeah, I wonder. Because I feel like we 
do that in the U.S., but it's mm -hmm. almost like, I don't know if it's just the fact that when we were, like, traveling, we're just going into other people's homes and stuff, where we're, when mm -hmm. we're in the U.S., you kind of don't as much. Yeah. It's like, we're, so, like, around here, I feel like if we did go into someone's home, like, they would offer us something. Or, but, yeah, but we basically say, like, you want a drink, a water, a bubbler? Yeah. Uh, what do you got? I think that's the difference. It's like, and when we've gone to other cultures and like within Colombia, it was an automatic thing of the just you're welcomed into somebody's house with either coffee or tea. But for the U.S., it's like you're being welcomed in as it's an offering like, hey, could I get you something to drink like type thing of like what we got. And then there, yeah. it's like this is our thing. This is what we have. Like that was the one of the most powerful things about Brooke's documentary, Brooke Beer, mm -hmm. everybody for you that, that don't know, we partnered with documentarian uh, who made a documentary called The Connected Cup. And it's basically about how coffee and tea connects people from different cultures. And one of the most powerful parts was when she went into this guy's home and he had, I can't remember what the disease was, but like he was in immense pain and like he couldn't really move. Um, yeah. Reason. And, but so, he was like almost crying at the fact that he couldn't make her like a, I think it was like a chai or something. Yeah, a tea. Yeah, he wanted to make her a cup of tea. Um, I think like, it was a chai though. Because he wanted to so bad. And that was like his way of welcoming, welcoming her in to his home. Yeah. But she was like, yeah. trying to say it's okay. stuff. So. Yeah, it was, it's interesting because like she, you know, Brooke obviously understood and felt very welcomed. And it's like, she's totally like, it's totally okay that, you know, you can't make me a cup of tea, but it's goes to show like how powerful that is as a thing of hospitality as a tool of hospitality. Right. Um, and it was so cool. Like um, last Friday. So my mom, she works in the health department. And so a lot of, uh, um, Oh my God, what's the word? um shoot Patience? refugees she works with a lot of refugees and it was sad because it's like so this one family just moved here from sudan and like their power wasn't working and their heater wasn't working their water wasn't working so that's obviously terrible and um thankfully that started working but we they didn't have like their sidewalk shoveled and stuff so they're like slipping and uh they have some you know uh like their hips messed up or something but so i went to go shovel with my mom and they welcomed us into their house and within like a minute of sitting down um his wife she brought us waters and then sunny d like a glass of sunny d and it's like just like what we were talking about that that's automatic other cultures like automatically do that in the states it's like I'm going to ask if you want something type thing. Yeah, I know. So it's like, we still do that. We still do like a similar concept, but it's like they, a lot of other cultures want to automatically give you something, which is so cool. And, or just like make you feel so welcomed. I think that's it. The second part is like, and since they want to make you feel so welcome, it's like whether you drink this or not, or whether you like it or not, yeah, I haven't had Sunny D in so long. Um, I thought that was so funny because we were with um, 
her husband, her, and then her three kids. And so she brought like a few waters, like a bottle of waters, and then two glasses of Sunny D. Like she poured a couple glasses of Sunny D. And I, I was like, oh, it's for the kids. <laughs> and so I was drinking the water. And she was like pointing at the Sunny D glass. She's like, that's yours. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I'll that's drink so that funny. too. <laughs> that's hilarious. And it does, I mean, it does really just make you feel so welcomed. And that obviously wasn't like with an example with coffee or tea, but it usually coffee or tea is offered, um, which is, it does make you feel so welcomed and just feels like you're a part of someone's home and like um, almost like their family in a sense, at least that's kind of what I was feeling when we were being offered these things at these farms or the countryside homes in Colombia. Um, yeah. I think there's another part of the whole situation in America too, where the person who's being offered something doesn't want to be a burden. They they don't want the person to go above and beyond and like cater to them. So a lot of the times they'll just be like, no, thanks. I'm good. Um, mm -hmm. I'll do that all the time. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, I think we should just kind of start assuming that like, we're going to have this little connection over some kind of a tea or coffee or. Yeah, I think it's something in the States we often feel like, so if you're going in someone's house and they offer you a coffee or tea, you feel like you're being a burden if you say yes to have them make it. But it's really like when <laughs> when companies say it's like my pleasure, like the employees and stuff, yeah. like it truly is their pleasure. It's not just like a, you know, company-wide marketing type thing. Mm -hmm. um, but like for people like to, for them to make you, you know, a coffee or a tea really is their pleasure. Like, I mean, if I have friends over and I can make them like a pour over or something, like it makes me feel good when I make it and give it to them and they enjoy it, obviously, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully <Yeah. laughs> they like the coffee, but um, it definitely does make me feel good. And I think a lot of other people feel that too, because you just want to show a lot of hospitality or really good hospitality and make people feel welcomed in your house. And, um, it's definitely like a comfort thing for sure. I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's about it. I think we don't have to, you know, make this super long for no reason, but we kind of just wanted to jump, jump in and talk about how coffee and tea kind of can be a connector, uh, between humans and, kind of form more human relationships and kind of like what we saw when we were down in Colombia, when Ben was in Africa, um, maybe we can just start kind of taking some of those things and just start offering or not even offering, just giving people a coffee or a tea and just using it as a connector. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Braden said, when I was in Africa too, um, I was living with the Maasai tribe with a class and at college at Luther. And it was like, if you go to Tanzania and you, there's like some cultural domas you can check out for the Maasai. It's not the same. We had the unique opportunity to actually live with the Maasai. So it's a big difference of like cultural wise of what the like a cultural boma is versus actual boma, which is like their little village. Um, and they welcomed like the 
the chief of the um, tribe, he welcomed us into uh, his like hut or house and just offered us all a tea. And we just, you know, just talked with him um, for like an hour about you know various stuff, just about like Maasai culture, just like, you know, his thoughts on things, et cetera. And it all started with him inviting us over a cup of tea. So it's not just like our experiences within Columbia. It was, it's, and obviously with Brooke, she went to nine different countries and she saw that at each country. And I saw that in Tanzania as well. Um, and we do see that in the States. It's just more of a, a question being asked versus kind of automatically making coffee or tea, yeah. um, which is interesting. Sometimes it just feels like a formality instead of like an yeah. actual want to, like you could tell those people like in Colombia, they really wanted us to enjoy their mm -hmm. coffee. And in the United States, we're just like, you want something? We're like, I don't know. And maybe, which ones? And maybe that's part of it though too, right? Within the States, we need to get better at, if you start making it, then it seems a lot more genuine than just the question of it being like kind of, a, like you said, a formality. Because uh, almost like thank you is looked at as just a formality now, right? Yeah. Versus actually being genuine or saying please is more a formality versus mm -hmm. it being genuine. So maybe the actual act is a a big difference maker in the sense of making somebody feel more welcomed and allowing for a deeper level of connection within you know the follow up conversation after you do make the coffee or tea yeah. um, and welcome somebody in your house. I know I hate the formality type phrases and words. It's like, for example, like a parent who tells their kids to say sorry to the other sibling versus telling them, you know, versus the kid actually kind of like knowing what they did was wrong and choosing to say they're sorry because they know what it means. Mm -hmm. But a parent will just be like, tell your brother you're sorry. And then he'll go, sorry and you're like all right now we'll move on like what does sorry even mean anymore yeah my mom told me to say it so i said it it's like yeah i would teach my kids like don't say sorry unless you're actually sorry for what you did like and mm -hmm. realize it and like yeah what it means so i hate yeah. words are losing their meaning just because we're careless they are. we're careless no they they absolutely are and I mean, I think that's a, I think that might be the big difference maker of why it doesn't sometimes feel like in the States we do um, like these deep level connections with just welcoming somebody in our house, right? Over coffee or tea. It feels different. Like even though we offer it, but it just feels different because it's almost like a formality. And we, because of like words like, thank you, please. We just feel like it is. And then you feel like you're a bother basically to actually say yes to have somebody make you something right um so maybe that's a big thing and if we do shift in, in the sense of automatically kind of making somebody coffee or tea um then that might help it not feel like a formality and it would feel more genuine and welcoming and it could maybe lead to some other conversations or deeper level conversations or connections that you can have with um, whoever that is or whatever you're sharing that coffee or tea with. Um, maybe that's a big thing. Cause that's one big difference within like the U S and like other cultures we've been to and had these experiences with 
is like the U.S. is obviously very individualistic in a sense, right? Um, and so it's, I think that's maybe where it partially comes from of the formality factor of you feeling like you'd be a bother if somebody makes you a cup of tea or coffee mm-hmm. versus some other cultures, they're more communal based. So it can be um, not really looked at, it isn't looked at like you're being a bother if they make you a cup of coffee or tea. Like, yeah. And I wonder if it's somewhere in within that. And yeah, I think that's a deep part of American culture is like, you're raised to leave the nest. Like, at a pretty young age. I mean, like, yeah. So like in other cultures, you're, you're raised to help and continue to provide for the family and your community. Mm-hmm. And in the US, it's like, let's teach you how you can just be able to make it on your own. Um, yeah. Which I mean, independence is great. It is for sure. Be independent, like as much as you can. But the thing is, like ancient cultures and stuff, you couldn't be independent or you wouldn't survive. Mm -hmm. That's why community and like dependence on your tribe is kind of ingrained in us as humans, which is where that connection comes in. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. the problem in the US too is like if we're raised so much to just leave the nest and you know not rely on the community then we're kind of going against our human nature a little bit yeah and i wonder maybe if it's when we offer like a you know a cup of coffee or tea as um a hospitable thing you know when somebody comes in our house or apartment or whatever is is it more of that kind of back in the day um village mentality is like i'm helping somebody right and maybe that's obviously you probably don't think that or feel it, but it could be deeply ingrained uh, within like human nature of like, I, even though it's something smaller, like a tea or coffee, but you feel like you're helping somebody and you're, somebody's like almost like depending on you just a little bit, um, which it feels good to obviously help others. And maybe that almost stems from that just a little bit. Right. And re- reciprocity, like, if I invite them into my home and treat them well, like, you know, from the most, like, evolutionary standpoint, it would be like, we're almost steaming up in case we need to survive for some reason. But now, um, now that that's not as much of an issue, it just feels good to, like, connect and help someone. So, yeah, for sure. I think that's about all we have today. I mean, we don't got to drag this on. Nope. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going to have Brooke Beerhouse on with us Wednesday morning. Right, Ben? 7 a.m.? Yep. Yeah, 7 a.m. Wednesday. And we'll be on tomorrow at 7 a.m. too. Yeah, Brooke's the one we were talking about um, doing the documentary. And if you guys want to check out the coffee that we kind of did a collab with her, you can go to our link in our bio and it'll just be like the first one. I'll put it right on top. So, yep.
Perfect. No better way to watch the documentary than with a cup of coffee about a coffee documentary. All right, guys. Thank you for watching and tuning in. We'll see you soon. Peace out.